South Florida's Alternative 104.3 The Shark. Hey, it's Aaron with Open Swim Episode 10. I'm welcoming Eric Garcia from Juke. Hey, Eric. How you doing, Aaron? Pretty good. How are you? Doing great. Driving back from Orange Blossom Jamboree. Uh, I'm around Naples right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, you've been quite busy. Yeah, I've been trying to be, you know. Stop, <laughs> stop. You know, I, I was just telling you before we started this interview that I've been following you guys and I've been a big fan of yours for about 10 years now, which I can't believe I've even known you guys that long. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. But, you know, I was just kind of catching up on some of the stuff that, that you've been up to. And I wanted to start by talking about how you went from point A to point Z, because B is not even accurate at anymore. Z would mean it's over, right? Yes, that, that, that's it's over. No. I hope not Z. I mean, I'll take Q. Well, I mean, we could do, like, double letters like they do in rows, like AA and BB. Okay, we're in Miami, and yeah, I'll go with A. And yeah, 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 I'll yeah, take that. A to and yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about, first of all, some of your past releases. Lung Butter, I'm a huge fan of, as you know. Yeah, thank you. That's my favorite. Yeah, you're welcome. And now you, you have the Jungle House sessions. I'm not even beginning to cover. I'm just, like, in awe of the body of work that you have and how hard you work as a musician. So let's talk about that first. Body of work, to be honest, I mean, it should be much more extensive and comprehensive. I, I, if I had to do things over again, I would have concentrated a lot more on recording and releasing things and a steady flow. It kind of seems to be the way it's evolved to be, and the, and the bands that do really well now are really good at loading content out on a regular basis and having a library of content. Like right now, the guys I've been playing with for a year, I don't have anything recorded with at all. and It's a whole different sound. So, uh, I mean, that's kind of two separate issues. But uh, I think I think recording is something good to keep up on, even if it's a good live recording or something like that. Jungle House sessions were recorded actually uh, almost two years ago when... Uh, Evan, the main guy, guitar player, MD of the band for a while, was leaving, moving away because his wife got some work. And then I had Brian Lang on drums, who's playing with a lot of people now. He's up, he's actually playing with me this afternoon, uh, but not on the regular basis. Max Farber was playing the keyboards and bass, uh, like kind of lefty bass keyboard also. And so we recorded that to kind of like capture what we were doing before Evan left. Right. I haven't really recorded anything for years since then. And between that and then the solo thing that I do, yeah, nothing really recorded. It's kind of unfortunate. But are you still writing? Like, do you have new stuff that you're working on? Yeah, I have all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a matter of getting it recorded. <laughs> yeah, captured. I mean, a lot, just to be honest, a lot of the, the solo project that I have, I have a ton of new stuff. But then, you know, sometimes I, I transfer that to Juke. But then with Juke, there's actually not been a lot of new stuff. But I mean a lot of new versions of it, and there's a lot of old stuff that still was never even recorded. So, I mean, there's there's just tons and tons of stuff that nobody's ever even heard, you know, that I've even forgot about. Now, is it just a matter of getting everyone together at the same time in the same place or getting the space to do it, or...? I think, you know, if now it's not even a big deal. It's like you get, you know, you don't have to, like, book recording studio time anymore. If anybody has a nice laptop and a mic, you can do it. I think it's a question of focusing a little bit more on it as a priority. Man, I just kind of go through it, and it's just like, gig, gig, that gig, who's playing on this gig? I always think, oh, you know, once we sound a little bit better, then I'll record something. But, I mean, then somebody leaves, and it's a constant evolution. So you might as well just capture something and not kind of trip out on all that. Uh, yeah, I think that's good. Is If you're always waiting for the perfect moment, it will never come. I think that's true in life as well. Exactly. 
Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, you're right. The Orange Blossom Jamboree was an interesting thing. That's a good festival that there were some there were some South Florida bands at. Um, it's it's an all Florida music festival for four days. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That people should really start kind of checking out and kind of get with what's going on in Florida bands. And there was a couple of Miami bands, Electric Kiff from Miami, which actually two ex juice players playing uh, were playing. But they were a totally different style. And the Lee Boys played. And there was a lot of other, you know, bands, Heavy Pester from kind of close to us, uh, a lot of Orlando bands, Jacksonville bands, Tampa bands, for four days in a really cool environment. And it's kind of nice to have a, not a major festival, but I mean, you know, three, 4,000 person, four-day festival for all Florida bands is kind of interesting and a cool thing to be a part of. Yeah, it definitely sounds that way. Now, do they do like a, like a camp out, like a tent scenario? Oh, totally. Three stages, just about everybody camps. I don't camp. I'm certified. I stay in the days in. But, uh, <laughs> I'm too old for that. But, <laughs> Dude, I hear you. Well, I mean, it's not even so much the camping, but it's like, you know, these late-night jams. And, you know, some kid wants to take some shrooms near my campsite and play djembe all night long. I really can't say anything about it. So, uh, <laughs> and plus, I, plus, I enjoy a good shower. So that combination, you know, gets me back to my room. But, yeah, it's mostly a uh, really cool, loosely run, structured in its own way uh, hangout session of, everybody kind of doing their thing in the middle of the woods. Brooksville, Florida, about an hour north of Tampa. Oh, yeah, I'm familiar with that. I'm from Central Florida. I'm from Lakeland originally. Oh, yeah, so you know where Brooksville is. For sure. Used to go with my yeah. grandparents all the time. Saratoma Youth Ranch, just outside Brooksville. Nice. It's really cool that, and I've heard of this festival before, but I've never been, but it's cool that they give bands a place and a space to do that. Oh, for sure. And it's a cool unity with the Florida bands, too. Everybody kind of knows everybody or, you know, be like, oh, I wanted to check out this band from Jacksonville. And then you start kind of making connections. And then that band comes to Miami. I had them play with my band. And then I go and play with their band, you know, in Jacksonville or whatever, you know. And it, it really, it's good for the entire state of Florida, music-wise, you know. Yeah, it's really cool to make connections and be able to support like-minded people that are all just trying to get by and have their music heard, you know. Absolutely, yeah. We all want the same thing, you know. We're close by. We team up. Definitely, I agree with that. So tell me what's new in the Miami scene. I mean, I feel like I don't keep up nearly as well as I should, and that's terrible now that I'm hosting this. I need to, like, get it together. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of cool new venues that have been opening. There's, there's a few, uh, like, really new that have been opening. There's one I haven't been at yet. Uh, there's one right under where Space is, 1306. I work at Winwood Yard. I've been the entertainment director there for about six months now. Mm-hmm. And it's really been great it's a unique venue and it's about a 1500 cap venue we don't really ever 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 charge a cover unless there's a really big name because it's a 1500 cap mostly outdoor venue with about eight different food trucks they you know they pay leases to be there too so if we have a cover charge somebody just wants to go and get you know a salad they don't have to pay a cover we have an organic garden there it's mostly really healthy food seven nights a week music there is a on a stage. Uh, Heavy Pets are there next weekend. Sam All-Stars during the week. We have uh, open mic on Wednesdays. All kinds of different stuff. That's the kind of thing, and it's really cool. People just kind of show up. And the evolution of music in Miami, I mean, a lot of it has been to do with, you know, like uh, there's, a, there's a group called the Prism Group. These girls uh, put together, I've known them for a long time, Isabella Pola. And they do really cool events in conjunction with the uh, Arts and Entertainment District. And basically, it's not just it's not live music. But there'll be, like, vendors and uh, all kinds of stuff, different, you know, cool locations, food. 
things like that. So it's kind of like reminding you kind of have to have like a little bit of everything to get a whole thing. But then people wind up getting sucked into the live music. It's almost like they're getting tricked into checking out these bands. <laughs> really, it's true. And it's, and it's been good for the scene, you know. Everyone's like, oh, I saw that person now. You know, they like, who are you, you know. But now, now they go and they're, and, you know, it, it, it's really been growing for something that a lot of people around the rest of the state like to make fun of music in Miami. Unfortunately, more good players than venues, but now, and a lot of venues shut down that I used to be involved in and, and wasn't involved in, but now it's starting to come back around again. It's pretty exciting. I'm really glad to hear that there's been um, kind of a turnaround in terms of that, because like you said, the, the venues come and go, and then you're, that's exactly why I asked you, because I know you book bands and that you would be the person to come to and to share with our listeners where to go for live music and the, the fact that running entertainment for a place that's doing it seven days a week that's practically unheard of anywhere in south florida yeah exactly so which, which like i said the place is not solely once again it's a miami trick that doesn't it's not running on it's not running on bands like there's a lot of bands actually i would like to bring that just don't fit the vibe it's got a whole vibe about it too and it's just awesome that you know they're willing to include in the budget without collecting any money at the door going directly to it entertainment they see the value in it so that holds people you know there's you know there's, there's good band and things like that and also it takes a lot of pressure off the band that they don't have to necessarily hustle to get all 30 of their friends there or whatever you know right. and then get that much money from the door you know a lot of places like in la and stuff that run like that they just got to do their thing and they want to make a new fans from that so that's it's kind of better now you were saying that some bands fit the vibe and some don't so what is the vibe it's a nice, chill, outdoor kind of, it's, it's, it's pretty relaxed. There are, there's all kinds of people from all around there. kind of hangs out in a really cool, safe space. Gets along really well. The bar staff like that, too. It's in the center of it. They've all, you can kind of attest to the place. It's been open a year and a half, and most of the same people are there that worked there from the beginning, and they hang out with each other after work and everything. And it's a, it's a nice, cohesive vibe that they have over there. People that run the garden, food trucks. We all meet, talk. There's a woman named Della that started the whole thing. It's her idea. And now they're actually opening up another one near the North Beach Band Shell, too, because it's been so successful. Oh, that's cool. Tell me, who have you seen recently in Broward, Palm Beach, or Dade that just floored you, that you hadn't seen before, or that's new to you? I mean, I like, I got to see uh, a few months back, I played something at Tobacco Road, and I've been wanting them to get into the Winwood Yard. I like Octogato, they're cool. Oh, they're awesome. That was actually my first week doing Open Swim. I interviewed Mike Locke. Very nice, yeah. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah, he's been on me to, to, to get in there. He's, he's, he's uh, uh, doing it the right way. I just got to find the right spot to bring those guys in. Those guys I like. I've been really kind of concentrating mostly on kind of the Miami scene. And I've only been playing. I'm really involved in, in a lot of that, that one-man band stuff. So when I go up to Fort Lauderdale, uh, we, I play last Thursday every month with me, Bruno, Lone Wolf, OMB, and then uh, usually this guy named Reverend Ron. It's a really great one-man band from even further up, like near Sebastian. Okay. And he drives down, and, uh, you know, the guy was just basically busking, you know, a little while ago, and now he's starting to take some nice proper gigs on the street, too, with his own setup. And so us three get together, and uh, just beginning getting involved in that, every time I get out of Miami, it's usually for me and, me and Lone Wolf are either going to, like, propaganda or somewhere like that to go play with that whole one-man band scene that I've been kind of getting into. That's really cool. Now, it's incredibly fun to watch when you do the one-man band thing because all eyes are on you, I mean, essentially. And when you sit down to do it, 
you put everything in it and it's just such a great performance to watch. I feel like you would probably explain what you do better than I do, though. Well, it's really, really nerve wracking. Uh, <laughs> For all the reasons I just mentioned, I'm sure. Well, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, especially, you know, in the beginning when, you, when, you, when you're doing it in the first, you know, you're in an uncontrolled environment. Things aren't always going to sound right and, and you, know, you got to take your lumps. But it, it, it's, a, it's a little bit tough, especially if you're self-aware. Being self-aware as a musician can be good, but it can also be to your detriment. And you start really being hard on yourself. And you are by yourself there. And, and you know, when I play with you, you know, I can do that in my sleep. It's no big deal. It's fun. You know, depending on all of the environment. And, you know, I can always kind of just let a guitar solo happen and do my thing. But, yeah, it's pretty all-encompassing all when it's you. And then you start adding things. And, like, I like to drink heavily when I play with Juke. I can't do that with Uncle Scotchy, my one-man band, because, you know, I'm playing with my right foot to explain better to some people. Everybody has their own setup. My setup is this. I sit on a cajon, a box. Right. And, and I have a kick pedal that I flip around. I play that with my heel. And then I have a snare drum and a milk crate for my left foot. I have another kick pedal hitting. Sometimes I involve a hi-hat with that same foot as well, which is kind of working that out a little bit better. And then I play guitar, and then I have a harmonica on one of those things, and I'm singing too. And that's not even, you know, as much as a lot of people do, but, I mean, that's enough. (laughs) Yeah. You're not going to get any judgment from me whatsoever because when I... I, I can't play any instruments. I, I can sing. But when uh, the couple times that I've had close friends or my husband try to teach me basic stuff on guitar, just basic chords, progressions, I'm like, so you have to think about where your hands are going, what you're playing, and sing at the same time? That alone is enough for me, let alone no, when I watch guys fra- like you do. You're phrasing it the wrong way. You have to practice it enough so you don't have to think about it. Okay, yeah, yeah fair yeah. enough. Uh, if you're thinking about it, then... You- you're probably not ready to play it out. No, <laughs> no, for uh, sure. <laughs> it's, it's the opposite. Yeah, yeah. You got to do it. You got to make it so you can't. You don't have to think about it. So you I mean, you're obviously going to think about it, and be conscious of it. You're not just going to go and turn press the button. But yeah, the, the only way to really get the flow to make it worthwhile is why everybody does it. Is like sometimes when I'm doing the one man band thing, everything's locked in, and I'm not thinking. It's just kind of everything's flowing out at the same time, and that's that's the state you want to get in. That's kind of a pure sense of the thing. That's why I've been hooked on it, even though I want to vomit every time I play, and I feel like I'm sticking my finger in a wound every time I do it, just for those, like, little moments, you know? That's I really like the way you describe that. That's cool. Thanks. You're welcome. So, before I let you go, I want to ask you about Key West. I know you guys go down there at least once a year, so tell me when your upcoming gig there is. We are there, actually, June 8th and 9th, the Thursday and Friday, at the Green Paris. It's the best place in Key West. Pretty much the only place in Key West. It's committed to original live music. Uh, they have regional bands. They have national acts that play down there. There's never a cover. It's a lot of work. It's, it's, a, it's an open, it's a cool, real bar. There's no AC. And you play in three 90-minute sets a night. The first set's called the sound check set. That's 5.30 to 7. Then you go on about 10 to 11.30, and then 12 to 1.30 or 2, and then you get up and do it the next day. It is a lot of work, but it means a ton of fun all that's where everybody down from the Central Keys down go if they want to see some real bands. And it's awesome. It's really hard to get in there. The guy, uh, John Magnoni, that, that runs it, has been doing it for years. He does a great job. It's a special place. It's our favorite place. Uh, my favorite place. Awesome brunches all over Key West. Don't hurt either. So, yeah, bring those two together. Brunches, mimosas, late-night gigs. It's fun. Yeah, I think you, you pretty much covered the whole spectrum <laughs> on that for sure. All the reasons you would want to go to Key West. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, Eric, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It was so nice catching up with you. Thank you. Let's not have to wait to do another interview to be able to catch up.